Our text for this morning's meditation is Psalm 25:16. These words, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. So our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, our text is the first line, the first line of our introit for this morning. It comes to us from Psalm 25, a psalm of David, a psalm of David who with regularity revealed the thoughts of his mind, the feelings of his soul in the psalms. Of the 150 psalms in the book of Psalms, it is thought that David wrote half, half of them. That is 75 psalms. And in those psalms, in all 75 of them, he does not hold back, revealing his joy, his happiness, his wonder, but also his anger and despair. And here in Psalm 25, his loneliness. Now, I don't know if we talk about loneliness much anymore. Why? Why, why don't we talk about loneliness? Well, perhaps talk of loneliness has become somewhat taboo. That is, if we admit that we actually are lonely, that we feel alone, even when we are with all sorts of people around us, our friends and family and co-workers, yes, if we admit that we are lonely, we are somehow admitting that we are deficient, that something is wrong with us, that we are less somehow because we feel like we need someone besides ourselves to feel okay, to feel comfortable, to feel good feel happy. What would we call such a person, such a lonely person nowadays? Needy. Needy, I think so. We'd call a person who admits to being lonely needy, an emotional beggar of sorts, an addictive personality whose drug of choice is other people and being with other people who actually care about them, who want them to exist, who want to be with them. Needy. So needy. Now, it didn't used to be that way, this denigration, we could say, of loneliness. Back in 1959, for example, the singer Paul Anka had a hit with Lonely Boy. I'm just a lonely boy. So the lyrics, lonely and blue. I'm all alone with nothing to do. I've got everything you could think of, but all I want is someone to love. I'm just a lonely boy. Now, Roy Orbison followed in 1961 with Only the Lonely. And the very next year, in 1962, Bobby Vinton struck it big with Mr. Lonely. You remember how that one went. Lonely, I'm Mr. Lonely. I have no body for my own. Hmm. 
Loneliness must have been a, a thing back then, back in the early 60s. It doesn't seem to be a thing now, at least a public thing, but it is a private thing, isn't it? It's a private thing. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves. For we still are confronted, still must deal with, still must face loneliness. Loneliness. Why? Well, we cut ourselves off from others by what we say. And by what we do. No, 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 not intentionally. Not intentionally. It's, it's just that, that being hampered by sin, our actions and speech and thought are not always just right. And so we cut people off. Just like we do on occasion when driving on the highway. And in so doing, what do we do? We cause offense. We've all had that happen. While driving, not even knowing what we've done until someone honks at us or zooms past us, gesturing wildly or whatever. We can do the same thing unwittingly in our interactions with people every single day. Before you know it, we can find ourselves alone. Even the people whom we love not making the effort anymore to reach out to us, to communicate with us, to be with us. And what happens if we let it be known that we're lonely? That neediness thing again. We create obligation forcing others so it seems to spend time with us, time they really don't want to spend with us. What a mess! What a mess, a mess which David understood. For David understood that his loneliness was a result of his sin. Therefore, the solution to his loneliness was the forgiveness of sin. Turn to me and be gracious to me, so David, for I am lonely and afflicted. Consider my affliction and my trouble, and forgive all my sins. Of course, being alienated from those around us by our sin is one thing. Being alienated from God, being all alone, completely and totally alone, is another, isn't it? Here we can think of Adam and Eve, who after falling into sin, what they do? They hid themselves from God. And that's what we do, isn't it? At least we try. That is, in our sin, we hide ourselves from God in our shame and guilt, perhaps not going to church anymore, perhaps not reading the Bible anymore, perhaps not praying anymore. So the wonder of the Garden of Eden when God went looking for Adam and Eve. So the wonder of our gospel reading about the lost sheep and the lost coin, individual things valued, lost, and looked for. So the confession of Paul in the epistle reading, a confession of wonder that God would seek and find him. Apostle Paul, even though Paul stood in direct opposition to God in his pursuit of his son, Jesus, our Lord, and God changed Paul's heart. God changed Paul's soul. God changed Paul's mind, bringing Paul into fellowship, into union, in communion with God. Now, God could do that, and God did do that, and God does do that with each and every one of us. He looks for us in our self-created loneliness, for he had his son already experienced for us on the cross utter loneliness, utter forsakenness, utter abandonment, both by man and by God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Is what Jesus cried out there. Or in other words, my God, 
my God, I am lonely. Why have you, even you, left me all alone to die here on this cross? The answer, so that our resurrected and ascended Savior, Jesus Christ, would never have to leave us alone, but could always seek for us and find us and remain with us continually like the good shepherd that he is. He would seek and would find us and bring us back into the sheepfold, the church where we can remain in union and communion with him, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit, and with all other Christians. How? By means of the forgiveness of sin. The forgiveness of sin which is ours through faith in Jesus Christ. It is, after all, the forgiveness of sin which allows us to be with other people, isn't it? Have you ever thought about that? Ever thought about that? Sure, at work and at school, out in the world, it's not so much the forgiveness of sin as it is the ignoring of sin, the overlooking of sin, the setting aside of sin. I mean, we do that, right, with those around us in the world, not commenting on what they've said or done or are doing because we know if we do, If we do, if we point out their sin, they'll no longer talk to us and we'll be alone. That is how we get along, how we get along in the world. Of course, if we want a deeper relationship, a more honest relationship like that with our spouse or children, we can't do that. Their sins Their sins are exposed, but then sins must be forgiven, and sins are forgiven for our sins are forgiven by our Father in heaven. That's why we pray. That's why we pray every single day, what? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. One of the reasons? So we won't be lonely. It's in this daily forgiveness, this forgiveness poured out upon us by our Father in heaven through faith in His Son, Jesus, our loneliness is confronted and the strength given to us to dispel it. Now I say the strength given to us to dispel it for the new man would be with other people. Our new man created, recreated in the image of God within us would associate with others and love others believing and enduring and hoping in that love, being patient and kind and not envious and not boastful, seeking not its own way. That's our new man expressing love to another as we read in 1 Corinthians 13. Our old Adam, however, likes to keep a list of wrongs done to it. It's more partial to pulling back from society when confronted with its sins, with its failings, misdeeds, misdoings, so we can therefore find ourselves dragging our old Adam back into the company of others, much like we drag a small child out onto a playground, hoping he or she will engage with other children. But in Christ, this is no problem, no bother. We realize what's going on. We're fighting with ourselves, our new man against our old Adam, but at least we're fighting, not letting our old Adam have the upper hand, taking off, running away, and hiding in loneliness and despair. It's the Apostle Paul who declared, I can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens me. And this is what our Savior does. He strengthens us with his spirit. He dwells within our hearts so that we need not deny that we are lonely. We simply in Christ realize that we're not and never need be. Amen. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We rise and sing the offertory.